first encounter of 2018. When did, when did 2018 sneak up? I just, seems like I went to bed and it was April 2017 and, I've, and I woke up and, it, you know, and all that time has gone. But, but it's, New Year is always a time of new beginnings and, and some of this stuff isn't going to be new to you in that sense. But I just feel God wants to breathe on it in, in a different way maybe. And, um, and I was in a meeting the other day and, um, and I, I kid you not, there must have been seven people who got new Fitbits around their wrists and they all went off at the same time. It must have been set for a time to drink water. You know, that one that comes on and they all went off in the room. And I just thought, this is crazy. I wonder if you'll have them on come Easter. We'll see. We'll see, won't we? And... Uh, <laughs> And, um, and all these pictures on Facebook, my Facebook feed that come up of meals that you can cook in 30 minutes and healthy meals. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens later on. And, um, and I'm not a really big one for resolutions. I, I've made them. I don't make them anymore about weight or fitness because it just doesn't work for me. But... Um, but I used, to, well, I still do have a devotional that I buy every year, and I choose one to go through the year with. And I've had 365 days for radical disciples, and 365 days of reckless devotion, and 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 loads and loads, 365 days of the miraculous. And and I'd love to say that I'm reckless and radical, and and um, and see the miraculous. But but do you know what? I don't. And I and I think I was attracted to the title more so than the God that it was actually speaking to me about. And so this year I got one that was probably the most boring cover I could find. And, and would, you know, you wouldn't pick it off a shelf. But do you know what? It, it's a book called The Way of Wisdom. And it's written by a guy called Timothy Keller. And, and I, t- I kid you not, you know, we're on what, day nine. And there's been more truth in those nine days for me in two verses out of the Bible. Because I want to know the God it's written about not all the stuff that's around him. God will be supernatural anyway. I just need to get into his word and we need to get into his word. And out of that has come my change for 2018. I'm going to share that, that with you tonight. And I want to invite you, you know, to, to join me. Um, if you haven't made a resolution or commitment for 2018, then I think this is a pretty good one. Um, it's a commitment just to experience God. That in 2018, I will experience God. And how or through whatever that experience comes, that it will make me and help me grow into a bigger person for God. And that's it. And so I'm expecting that everything that I go through, whether that be the mountaintops or the valleys through 2018, I'm sure there'll be both, will grow me into a bigger person for God. And one of the frequently occurring words in the Bible is this word covenant. and, and, And it's you know, it's through it loads of times. And the Hebrew word is the word beret. And it means to fetter or to bind. And so what we're actually saying is that we're binding ourselves to act a certain way in the future. When we make a covenant, we're, we're binding ourselves to act a certain way in the future. And I just wondered why we make commitments sometimes. You know, what is the purpose behind us making a commitment? And I think this is the simplest definition that I've found. It's we make commitments when we are strong that force us to take certain actions even when we are weak. That we make commitments when we are strong that force us to take certain actions even when we are weak. And I want to share a bit of classical study with you tonight. I know I don't look the classical study type of girl, do I? The bit of the Greek. But um, but I remember um, being forced to read... um, the Odyssey by Homer when I was at school. And this is the only bit I can remember, and it really fits with what, with what God wants to say tonight, really. And the Odyssey by Homer is about this guy called Odysseus. 
and, um, and he's sailing by this island where um, some creatures called the sirens lived. And, and these were uh, really beautiful women with fantastic singing voices and they lured sailors to shipwreck, basically. That was all they did. They lured them in with their beauty and their singing and their song was so irresistible, but everybody died. And so Odysseus um, didn't want that to happen to him and his crew, so what he did was he, um, he melted wax and he put it in the ears of all the crew that were with him on his boat so that they couldn't hear the song and he tells his men to tie him to the mast of his ship and not to let him go even if he begged to be set free so he sets off on the voyage with his crew with their melted wax in their ears in their ears they come to the island where the sirens are and the sirens start to sing I'd love to do it for you but I won't do that for you Gemma's done it beautifully tonight so Odysseus begs to be set free begging and begging to be set free but because the men couldn't hear the song they refused to free him they refused to free him and the ship sails past safely and their journey continues and that's the only thing of the odyssey I can remember but do you know what I think it's the only bit I need to remember because this is what a covenant or a commitment does it ties us to the mast it ties us to the mast. So when I meet troubles or challenges, you know, or when you feel weak and you're drawn into giving up or giving in, when you want to quit and go your own way, we still continue to move in the direction we chose when we were strong. And I've used the word experience deliberately because I don't want it just to be a head thing for me. I don't want it to be something that I know about and learn about and read about an intellectual relationship with God. I want it to be a heart thing. And more than a heart thing, I want it to be an absorbing of something into my very being. God, for me, in 2018, needs to be like eating a boiled sweet. Now, if you give somebody a boiled sweet, they will eat it in two ways. They'll either graunch, as my mom used to say, graunch down on it, risking breaking a tooth because they can't wait to get it in there or you'll have somebody who'll suck it for days suck it for days they're the pasta liters that don't that suck it till all the sugar's gone you know and I think that's how God wants us to be in 2018 he wants the flavor to flood out as the advert used to say because there's something in leaning into God and experiencing him and absorbing something of his flavour, of his aroma, that needs to be taken right into the core of our being. And it's where our Christian experience will move from black and white to colour. You can have a two-minute steak. It's meat. It's technically from a cow. But I tell you what, who wouldn't rather go to Miller and Carter? Because their meat is marinated in beautiful stuff that when you take it in, you taste all of that. God wants your experience and my experience to be in 2018 to be enhanced and flavoursome. So that we are the aroma of Christ to a world that needs us, to a community that needs us, to a community that we we're already working with to be fair. So this is one of the boiled sweets that I've been sucking on for the last, you know, nine days, really. What keeps me from experiencing God? 
What keeps me from experiencing God? And I think the biggest thing that stops me absorbing God is the fact that I get so used to how I think God operates and speaks to me that I stop looking for him. And I forget that God loves to come in unexpected ways. Because I'm so used to God speaking to me in that way. I'm so used to God speaking to me in that meeting. I'm so used to God, you know, meeting me in that moment. Do you know, do you know what? God met me in, in the first song tonight. And I've been looking a bit at Jacob and... Um, his whole story is found in Genesis, and I'm not going to take you through his whole story because I think it'd be great if it's great character to look at. If you want to look at how God comes in unexpected ways, you know that there's there's two um, times in Je- in Genesis 32 where um, verses one to two say Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. What a stormer that would be! Jacob goes on his way, and the angels of God met him, and then and then later on in verse 24, Jacob left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. Two unexpected ways that God came and met with him. Two totally unexpected experiences. Do you know, because we cannot control God, and we cannot put him in a box, because he will continually break out of that box, and he'll use me to do that. He'll break out of me, because he doesn't want me to contain him. He doesn't want me to restrict him, and he doesn't want me to have one type of flavor of him either. God is like the whole of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. You know, God can come in weird ways. And I reckon it must have made Jacob feel a bit uncomfortable. But there's one thing that I've learned is this, is that just because something makes me feel uncomfortable does not mean that God isn't in it. And I think somebody needs to hear that tonight. If you're feeling uncomfortable and a bit moved out of your comfort zone, do you know what? Don't mistake that God isn't in that because the truth is he probably is. God wants me to experience him in a different way in 2018 than I did in 2017. And he wants you to do that too. And that could be that you go on a mission trip this year for the first time. Some great, great opportunities coming up that I'm sure will be opened up a bit more in the next few months too. Or, or maybe you need to serve in a new area in the church, either here in Halzo, in Hagley, or even in Brickhouse. You know, what a great opportunity. Or invite someone to Alpha, there's still time. But that makes me feel uncomfortable, Jane. I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. Do you know what? That could just be God at work in your life. God wants me not to let my comfort level, okay, my comfort level determine what I'm willing to experience. Because if I do that, I'll be severely limiting that experience from God. So when do I experience God? And I think there are three ways that God wants to bring to us tonight about in 2018 that he wants us to experience in him. And I experience God and we experience God when we experience change. And if you look at Jacob's story, you know, you will see that Jacob regularly met God during times of change in his life. And it's the same with us, you know, I tend to have major experiences with God when I seem to be transitioning from one stage of life to another. 
something that resonates with you. You know, when we're moving from one stage of life to another, maybe another place, another job. It's in the cracks of life when I'm more prone and vulnerable to experiencing God for myself. And do you know what? Life Central is a place where we're encouraged to invite people, isn't it? We're encouraged to bring people. We're encouraged to, to, um, to journey with people and, and bring them to a point of actually being, having an opportunity for themselves to experience what God's all about. And I'm going to be honest with you now. I hadn't done that for a while. Because everybody I seemed to ask either said no or said yes and they gave a last-minute reason why they couldn't come. And I'd be gutted every time. Gutted every time. And so I just stopped asking. But you know what? This Christmas, I've invited my brother to the Christmas production here for 20 years and he's never come. I've got him a ticket every time. He's never come. But this year, there's been an incredible change in his life. He'd worked for the same person for the whole of his working life. And out of nowhere, his boss decided to sell the business and he lost his job. We had um, some family um, concerns that we needed to pull together on towards the end of the year. And and that brought me and him um, really close as my mom's been incredibly ill. And so this year I asked him again. And do you know what? He came. He came. He sat right there and he came. And, and I was as tense as anything and I was watching him like a hawk. And, you know, and do you know what? He's never given a penny to church in his life and he very never would. And do you know what? When that bucket came along and the Irish is here, he couldn't wait to put his envelope in the bucket. And, and that to me, what are you doing? And he hasn't had a Damascus Road experience. He hasn't fallen to his knees and declared, what do I need to be saved? But do you know what? We are now on a journey. We are now on a journey and where he has an understanding of what Russ and I mean when we talk about this thing called God. This whole journey about being a Christian. What it means to come to this church. What, ha- what happens on a Sunday when we come. So I thought, why did he say yes this time? Why after 20 years did he say yes this time? And then I read something recently, I thought, that's it. I read something recently that said that in times of transition, we often ask ourselves one very basic question, which is this, am I enough? Am I enough? And maybe my brother was a little bit more open to the possibility that he needed something more than himself at this stage in his life. And do you know what? Maybe going into 2018, you're at a transition stage in your life. Or maybe you're coming to one. I want to encourage you, be open to God, intervening, make a commitment to experience God. So we meet God when we experience change. We experience God when we experience problems that are far too big for us. And there's that great part in Jacob's story where he's about to meet his brother Esau that he's been adrift from for years and he'd done the dirt on and betrayed him and he manipulated him and, and he's about to meet Esau and Esau's not just coming on his own. If you read the Bible, he's coming with 400 armed men. 400 armed men. And all through his life, Jacob had been grabbing stuff, hadn't he? Been manipulating Turning stuff around to his advantage. 
He'd done that to his dad. He deceived his brother. He fought with his father-in-law. And then he had two wives. But you know what? Everything Jacob knew how to do was not going to be enough for this. And sometimes, guys, our self-help books and relying on ourselves can work pretty well, can't it? How to make a meal, how to work out your basic finances, doing your job, maybe basic relationship issues. We really don't seem to to need God in that way when it comes to those things. And I'm working my way out of stuff and figuring out solutions and most things quite tend to work. But then every once in a while, we're faced with an Esau. We're faced with an Esau. We're faced with a problem bigger than we can manage. But then I still think I can fix it. <laughs> I still think I can fix it and I can manage it. And then there comes a moment that I realise that just me, that just myself is not a, enough to deal with this overwhelming Esau that is coming my way. But as hard as they are, the Esau's in our lives can be an invitation to experience God. It can be an invitation to experience God. And what do you need to do in those times? What do, you need to, what do I need to do in those times? I need to make a commitment to experience God, a covenant, tie myself to the mast to make sure I'm attending church regularly, to make sure I'm coming to nights like encounter, to make sure I'm going to my life group, to make sure I'm meeting with people that are going to build me up, that are going to carry me and support me. And those times when we wrestle with him, as Jacob wrestled with someone all night. But when Jacob wrestled with God, you see, he saw something that I fail to see often and I struggle to see when I'm wrestling. And it's this, that he saw that at his very fingertips, he had an opportunity for God to bless him. Because what did he say? I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go until you bless me. At his fingertips, he recognized that God was there and that God still had the capacity to bless him. Jacob saw God at work even in that situation. And I want to encourage you in 2018, whether you're going through stuff right now or whatever you may go through, the difficulty, the trial, the hurt, don't give up until you experience God in the middle of it. Don't give up until you experience God in the middle of it. Because at your fingertips is a God that wants to bless you. Because when you're wrestling, you're no closer. To losing that blessing. In fact, when you wrestle with somebody, you're very close, aren't you? So maybe we need to see those things a little differently. As hurtful, and as painful, as traumatic as they can be. That at your fingertips is a God that wants to bless you. So we experience God when we experience change. We experience God when we experience things bigger than ourselves. But the biggest one is we experience God when we commit to pursue him. When we commit to pursue him. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. If you think about 
to Odysseus and the whole thing about the siren singing and wanting to get his attention. I wonder what might be the thing that might grab your attention this year that turns your head, that pulls you away from pursuing God. You know, sometimes when things go wrong and, and when we know what we've done is something less than God would want have wanted us to do, which I do quite often, this is when the best wisdom comes. Maybe through the painful confrontation of some close friends that actually come to me and go, do you know what, Jane? You need to be doing this. You know, every time my car breaks down, and I have to figure out how to fix it. I become a little wiser about cars. Not great, but a little wiser. I know where the water goes in the washers now and all that kind of stuff, but because I've had to do it. So I wonder sometimes whether, through some of the things that we experience, that maybe that's how we get a little wiser about how God wants to work. Committing to experiencing God is going to make me become a more disciplined person. And I, I don't like that word discipline, but it depends how you see it, doesn't it? If I see discipline as something that is hard and is a weight around my neck and is restrictive and he's, he's going to sort of stop me from doing the things I really want to do, then I think I've missed what, dis- what discipline is all about. If I see becoming a disciplined person is going to lead me to, to, to the outcomes that God wants in my life and the benefits that God wants in my life because I'm applying myself to something, then I think the picture changes. I'll become less impulsive. I'll become less reactive. Maybe a little bit more responsive. more resilient, maybe a bit more resourceful in the things of God. And so I want to invite us tonight as, um, as the guys come back to make a commitment, to make a binding, to tie yourself to the mast to pursue God in 2018. However that comes, however that looks for you, it will look different for everybody. We'll have different experiences, different opportunities. But a commitment to experience God more, whether that's in church, in our community, in the workplace, at home. And we can start that commitment right here, right now, tonight. And it'll be easy as we worship because we're together. And there's nothing like hearing the sound of loads of other people singing. Awesome is he. You are good. You're never going to let me down. But let the commitment you make tonight tie yourself to the mast so that when stuff happens, as it will, we are still moving in the direction we choose to travel tonight. which is to pursue God passionately 
with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. And I want to ask you to stand. And we're going to take some time to experience God tonight. We're going to take a bit of time to to marinate in his presence. To absorb some of that awesome flavour of God. Before we do that, I want you to make whatever you feel that commitment is you want to make to God for 2018. Maybe there's something that you know is coming up and you know you're going to need Him for. Maybe you're already well aware of the challenges that are going to come your way. Maybe there's a desire in your heart that you want God to fulfill. Let the decision that you make tonight be the decision that keeps you going strong even when you're weak. God, we stand before you tonight. As Life Central Church in all of his expressions, that to have your way in our church means that you have to have your way with us. Holy Spirit, would you come? want to make a covenant with you tonight that in 2018 we want to experience God so that we become bigger people for him that we become bolder people for him that we become courageous people for Him. Lord, I don't know what 2018 holds, but I know this, it holds you in all your fullness, at the height of your power, in all of your glory, tie ourselves to the mast with you tonight Father would you keep us from the things that would turn our heads would you keep us from the things that would take our attention away from what you called us to do us recognize those things in our lives that cause us to fall 
is fixed on you. lightly but we don't want to go through 2018 without you and so as we start to worship and as we start God to open our hearts and our spirits to you and to marinate in your presence and in your aroma and in your fragrance would you speak to us tonight Lord I pray that your word would come because we ask it in the mighty mighty name of Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith the Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end Jesus' name.